All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 94 of The Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. All right, Mots, I know uh, I had a, uh, a action-packed weekend. My kids were in a uh, the Exposure Cup, so I had uh, two teams going in, in two different parts of the state. So it was uh, it was a busy weekend. How about you? Uh, my daughter had a couple games up in Maine. My son was off. Uh, they split. So it was not a split. It was a, a tie. They went undefeated. Let's, let's put it that way. They won and tied. Same thing happened when the, the team came down from Maine. So very equal uh, balanced teams, and uh, they played well. But um, overall, it was a good weekend for the, the girls, and we had an unbelievable practice last night. They were passing. Yeah. They were focused. And uh, we built on a couple things. It was really cool uh, to see some of the progression about catching passes and you know just the small things that really matter. And hopefully, it translates this weekend. So no Halloween hangover for the ladies, huh? No, not a chance. I thought they were going to have too much candy in their system, uh, but they they actually had a, a great practice. I was pumped. I know I sure do. Uh, it's <laughs> like every time you walk by, you can't help yourself but dip into the bag. And I love throwing the, you know, some some candy bars in the fridge or the freezer and eating some cold stuff you know what i mean they just can't beat it but i really i had to get back on the uh the peloton this afternoon if you know what i mean what's your favorite uh candy bar like just like like bar none like this is what i'm gonna go with it's tough to say you know what i've been enjoying a lot lately and maybe this is like me getting older but like a milky way Hmm. yeah I know, but I like that's it's mediocre. Good. That's mediocre. It's good, and then like obviously, I love. I mean, I love the I love Reese's, um, which isn't necessarily a a, a candy bar. Um, I would say yeah. Snickers, Milky Way, Reese's, top three. Kit Kat is right in the mix. Yeah, yeah. For what me, about you? Um, what you call it? The worst candy bar in history. I had one. We've had this conversation before. <laughs> I know we have. Uh, you're the What's only your... person. You're the only person in the universe that that actually likes that. It's awful. Yeah, you, know, you have to dust off the, you know, dust, you know, to, yeah. to, to, to get into it. But uh, you got to so what... find them on the bottom shelf of the Seven Eleven. They're buried underneath everything else because nobody buys them. So watch them. Call it, and then a take five, and then I would say Kit Kat. What's a take five? Oh, come on. You've never had a take five? No. So it's a pretzel. It's a Reese's brand. So it has some peanut butter, uh, so a little bit of caramel, and a pretzel in it. It's money. I'm going to have to try one. Yeah. It doesn't so, sound too great. <laughs> so take five, and then the third one is a Kit Kat. You know, like that's the staple. Yeah, Kit Kat's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want just a solid candy bar, watch McCall. Milky Way is no, not watch McCall. Watch McCall. It's horrible. It's <laughs> and like you get like the worst cotton mouth after even eating it. It's, it <laughs> has some granola in it. It's healthy. It for is. You. It's, it's it's terrible. It's, it's like the it's like the what precursor. It, whatever it is, whatever it was. That's what it, you know. What watch McCall it is. It's like it's like getting all the crappy candies that they, that people don't eat. And like when they're about to expire, they just combine them all together. And that's what makes a whatchamacallit. 
it's legit. Oh, I, that's because that's what it is. It's just a bunch of stuff. There's like, there's like graham crackers in there. There's it's it's just like a a smorgasbord of, of of crap. Well, I I look at it as a precursor to it's like, like American chop suey of of candy bars. <laughs> I look I look at it differently. I look at it as like the precursor to the energy bar, you know, like the the cliff bars and like the power bars, you know. So I go yeah, that way. The, I go it's that probably way. the complete opposite. <laughs> uh any good Halloween costumes? You had the, the I think those are the 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 pictures that were posted on Instagram were, were old uh I had seen before, right? Yeah, so when Ryan was young, uh so Courtney and I used the same costume two years in a row. So she was pregnant, Brittany, and I was Kevin Federline. Mm. And then when Ryan was born, he was a uh, you know, little Preston or whatever his name was. Baby and, Preston. Yeah, and then we still stayed. So look, looking at it as like white trash type things. It was like You you guys made it longer than them with two years in the running. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, <laughs> right? costume, the costume outlasted the marriage. So we had a uh, we had a good time doing that. Uh, that was, yeah, Worcester and then Peoria, um, and you know. Anyway, we we enjoyed it. Courtney uh, pulled out a bunch of pictures, and you know, one time I uh, did like this unbelievable um, Boy Scout outfit, like iron on patches, and I I love to stay in character too. Uh, during <laughs> yeah, you Halloween. told us that last week. Yeah, I know, but like just like scouts on them, like. I, <laughs> So I saw that picture on the uh, the counter today. I was like, wow. So it's been going back uh, a bunch of years. And then we were a double deer one year as well. And mm-hmm. we always took the physical challenge, you know. So <laughs> I was like, I love it. You know, staying The character. weekend at Bernie's one is uh, is pretty good. Yeah. So that's what Court put together. It was like you get like little baby Ryan. And then, you know, then he's carrying, you know, Bernie. And he's carrying him. you. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, what, what did you see this uh, this Halloween? Anything good? Uh, in terms of costumes, there was actually hold on. Like your costume was unbelievable. Like you enjoying this? Oh yeah, yeah. So we were. Uh, that was a couple years ago. Um, yeah. We were. Um, what's it called? Dodgeball, right? Dwight. Uh, yeah, it was Dwight, so good. Dwight Good. Dwight Goodman. So <laughs> that was. Uh, yeah, that was fun. And she was like the the lady with the. Was it Helga she, or something? Yeah, the the, the European girl the, with the yeah. big mole on her face, but she had a seed. No, she had like, a, a, an absolute she, rocket of an she arm. She had, yeah, she had a whatchamacallit for an arm. Uh, <laughs> but but she, uh, but yeah, so that was good. That was a couple of years ago, um, and so was some good ones there. The best one at that party was uh, my buddy Terry Flaherty. He was um, <laughs> what's his name from Queen. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Oh my God! It was, that was. Did he stay uh, in character? He did. He yeah, did. That's he was hilarious. Yeah. And uh, so that was that was funny. There was a lot of good ones at, at, at that one. Um, and then this year, some good ones. Actually, the my favorite one. And if you know this guy, I don't know if you've met him, but Bill Troy from Cushing. He put his oh, wife yeah. posted a picture of uh, of they were at a. a, a uh, they have a place up in Maine and he was uh Dr. Evil and he's obviously, you know, he's 60 he's years bald, old, yeah. he's bald and he had a little mini me next to him. Like, I think it was one of the, the, you know, an, an, another friend or whatever, but he had the, the gray suit on, it was baggy. <laughs> and yeah, I was 
dying laughing when I saw it. It was a great picture. And then, you know, the kids obviously, uh, what did I see in the neighborhood this year? Liam Colin was a sumo wrestler. He uh, he threw that on for a few, which was pretty funny. And and Liam was some skeleton guy. Um, you know, it almost looked like, uh, what's his name, from uh, Cobra Kai from uh, Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah, from Karate Kid. Remember the original when they oh, were yeah. all dressed up in like the skeleton thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's what it was, but that's what it kind of reminded me of. And then uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, a lot of the, the usual, you know what I mean? The usual stuff, but it was good. Always, always good. Uh, you know, enjoy. Are you a big bar guy? Oh, great question. Um, so let, let me just. Full size whatchamacallits that have been expired for seven years. <laughs> That nobody else wants. They're like, no, 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 we're all set, dude. Yeah, if they pass on them, I'm pumped that they're still in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, so anyway, let, let me you, I'll just you say about, cut them in half. <laughs> just cut in there. Like, oh, is there a, a pin in this? Remember back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah razor blade. Yeah, razor blade. Um, so my daughter, Brooke, went as like an 80s, like, fitness and like she killed it oh it that's amazing. a good one yeah that's hilarious and she killed it uh ryan went as um with waldo like he, he he was it's simple but effective you know yeah yeah yeah. did he wear but, it to school yeah um, i mean because he's not going trick-or-treating he's 32 years old <laughs> yeah, I know. um my daughter uh maddie was a skier which was, was which was great you know um but oh, I actually, uh, I gotta I well finish the girls. I no, 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 no. So anyway, I, the, the the point was like I wanted to. So getting back to the big bar was uh, Ryan and I sat on the porch. We we're employed to give out candy, but what I wanted to do is dress up as a scarecrow and <clears throat> pull the um, the reeds or whatever they call those corn stalks and like stuff myself with it. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, sit on the porch. And if a kid took more than one, because they're big candy bars. I'm going to scare, you know, the bejesus out of them. You know, I think that's appropriate, but I could ruin their Halloween experience for the rest of their lives. So I ended up dressing up as like a, you know, mediocre maverick. I had a leather jacket. Yeah, just, you know, I sat on the porch with Rye. Excuse me. And um, there was some some young kids that were dressed up with that that were pretty sharp. I did see a couple of those. Yeah, but it, it's kind of cool. Like, hey, can we take two? I'm like, no, they're big. No, but you can take five. <laughs> we didn't have to take fives. They're they're in the cupboard. Like, Courtney <laughs> bought them, and I put them already in the cupboard. Yeah, you hid them. Like, what happened to oh, yeah. take fives? <laughs> yeah. So what, yeah. what kind of big bars did you give out? Uh, you know, like the Reese's, Kit Kat. Airheads were a big, big hit. Yeah, that's you know, the, the longer yeah, the ones. Kids like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hershey's. I don't know. Just like a, a typical like five pack. That I've had. Okay. Like a BJ's. Like if yeah, you were, exactly. That's yeah, what it like you were stocking the shelves. Yeah. All right, that's pretty legit though. I mean, you got to st- keep up with the Joneses down there in Duxbury. Not really, but whatever. <laughs> that's what we did. That's what we did. All right, so uh, I'm I'm I live in the city and. We get a ton of trick or treaters. It's our neighborhood is is pretty. It's it's wild. So I was on a pitch count too, and I'm like, all right, like one per kid. Like I was handing yeah, them out, right? And I had like 
three huge like bags of candy but i'm like i know the volume you know what i mean like I, and you can't run out you know what i mean like that that's just oh, you, then, then you shut the lights off you have to lose yeah. the house yeah. no and then we usually like get together and and i was you know i was off that night so usually you know people matriculate to like my porch or my neighbor right across the street and we'll kind of you know sit around and tell some more stories and have a couple uh, beverages and things like that. So, you know, it's like, you can't, it's just a bad look. So I was like rationing them, like giving out like one at a time. And then like, as I'm like, all right, we should be good. It's getting a little bit later. Now I'm giving out a couple more, but the people are probably like, Oh, thanks for the one little package of Starburst, you dirt ball, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, but my question was, um, was what's your policy on trick or treat is walking across your grass. Oh, well, the yard was tight, by the way. Yeah, it was sure it was. But hey, you know what? It's, I actually mowed my lawn too, but mine's in the back, so nobody's walking. I don't. Yeah, I know it. Was, it was tight. I got two compliments on it. Did the but but if kids walked across, I, it, I, I didn't. I didn't care. It? I didn't care. Oh, that's good. All right. No, I'm sitting right. on the porch. I, my original plan was to scare them, but then now I'm just sitting there like right now. I was like, now you're just maverick. Yeah, Maverick. It's, it wasn't great, but like I was like, right, grab the speaker and put some like, you know, spooky Halloween, you know, music mm. on. Yeah, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, we had like a short window of you know high volume, and then mm-hmm. um, then it kind of died down. But we waited for that last group to come through, and they were happy that we were still uh, available. So you were still grinding. And I'm what like, about you, you guys can take two. And I <laughs> and I got another question for you so what's the age like appropriate cutoff where if a kid shows up to your house with no mask on or like costume or whatever like are you still giving them candy uh so i I actually asked ryan that i go do you think these guys are a little too old to be trick-or-treating yeah he goes i think that's when i kind of aged out dan so it was uh and were they well, dressed up? Oh, they they were dressed up enough, but they didn't have like they're probably hot. So like they did have a costume on, but they took you know, the mask off. Yeah, so it was like say twelve slash thirteen. So is like if if the kids just got like a Celtics jersey on, like is no, that I, no, up? I didn't get any of those because it was like, but it was. I had that question to Ryan, and I was like, hey, "Dude, do you think those guys are too old?" And he's like, "Nah, eh, no." So yeah, so twelve slash thirteen, yeah. Like Colin, I think thirteen. Just thir- Colin just turned thirteen. Yeah, he like had had football after school. Uh, we always go up to my mother in law's around the corner, have some you know pizza, Chinese food. She puts on like a good spread, and the young kids start coming out, and then we go back to our porch, and the kids kids obviously roam the neighborhood. But you know, my my like Colin, he went out for a, for a little while. He just turned thirteen, and you know, he got some candy and whatever but i think you know like he was at the age where he's you know this could be it you know what i mean but he did we were like dude you're not going out unless you dress up like you uh-huh. you've got to you know yeah, so you yeah, had yeah. like this sumo don't, don't be that costume. guy right, right yeah don't be that guy that just shows up with like your hockey jersey on like oh who are you yeah you trick or treat I mean? yeah trick or treat but uh yeah those are the those i, I just thought of those questions a couple people had asked me um, but let's recap some hockey stuff. Uh, like I said, we had, I had 
when I say a weekend and a half of windshield time, like that's an understatement. Um, it started out Friday morning, bright and early, like 9.30 or something out in Tingsboro, which, you know, was on a weekend for me, like living where I live, it's probably like a 45, 50 minute ride. But on a Friday morning, like, you know, kids miss school and people are here from all over, you know, the Canada and the U in, in the U.S. So, you know, they, they start the games early on Friday. So I'm battling like Boston rush hour traffic. You know what I mean? So. That was a tough way to start. I had two games. I had to miss my 09 in the first game. They played at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So my schedule was like 9.30 and then like 3.30. Collins' team was at 2.15 and then 8.15. So I was able to make three games on Friday, uh, three of the four. On Saturday, thank God, my my you know because Brian was also in that Beantown shootout out in, yep. they played at, in Worcester. They had two games, uh, so luckily my father was available because Joanna and I were, like, splitting the difference. But on Saturday, I was able to make all four games. So I went Tingsboro at 8.15, back to Canton for, you know, whatever time that was at, back to Tingsboro, back to Canton. Wow. Which was was a lot of, a lot but, of hockey. Yeah, that's yeoman's work. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, I think we need to, like, see if mobile or somebody like that, if we can, we could try to get a sponsorship out of them because uh, it wasn't the best time to buy a truck. That's for damn sure. I probably should have <laughs> went for the hybrid. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. uh, but it was, uh, it was good. It was, you know, it was, it was good hockey games. Um, and you know, guys won. Yeah. At the, at the Oh nine level, we, uh, we had a good weekend. We started off. Um, you, you would be proud. I think in five games, we gave up two goals. Mm. Um, and we were ended up just with the, you know, the, the, the rankings and things like that. We were in the second division, which, you know, we had some injuries and stuff like that early on. So I, I, I think our ranking was, you know, we, we could potentially be a little bit higher um, because we can, you know, compete with the high, high end teams, but we ended up in the, you know, they called it the white division and um, you know, tied and then had a, a few good wins and then ended up playing top gun, which is a team in our league. Uh, for those who don't know, and in, in the finals, and had a great game with them. It was one nothing most of the game. We scored late to make it two nothing. They ended up getting one um, with about a minute left, like when they w- pulled the goalie, and we ended up winning the championship two to one. So yeah, it was a uh, it, it was good. In the the 2011s, we kind of I wouldn't say upset. We ended up uh, you know losing to. We, we, we played really well in the preliminary preliminary rounds, and uh, and then lost to. Uh, the LA Junior Kings in the in overtime, three on three overtime on Saturday afternoon, and we ended up playing a con, you know like a consolation game on Sunday morning. Um, so it was uh, it was it was a busy weekend of hockey, but it was it was tough to lose for those guys. Obviously, three on three overtime, it's just like a crapshoot, you know what I mean? And like I said, I wasn't able to get to any of Brian's game out in Worcester, but luckily my father was available because uh, we were just you know. Joanna and I were, was splitting up and, you know, I was meeting her at the games and all that type of stuff. So my father was on Brian duty and and he was lucky enough to be, you know, get a ride from, from this co- the coaches of the team with the cushion kids and things like that. So it was uh yeah, it was a busy weekend of hockey and, but you know, it was a, a lot of fun. Now we're looking forward to uh, getting down to Florida for the exposure cup in, uh, in February. We got a couple tournaments down there. You're going to have to make the trek down again, I think. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, Courtney Cakes and I will make a trip of it and 
mm-hmm. was always uh, it was so fun to uh, be down in Tampa. It seemed like some really good hockey, but you know, see our boys from the Exposure Cup, and um, you know, we'll, hopefully we can do you know something similar like we did last year, and like have a little orientation and you know have a Q&A and and, and do our thing uh you know promote the ranked ranks and also uh promote the game of hockey to you know, the parents down there so but yeah. it, I think I think it's going to be uh, a, a nice little you know time because the uh NHL you know all-star games down there at that time right yeah for one of the weeks it's two so I actually have to go back and forth uh, I'm down there for two weeks which you know I I won't hate um so one of the weekends is uh, the 09 group, I believe, is in Fort Lauderdale area, and and that's around the same time that the All Star Game is going to be there. So yeah, it'll uh, it'll be a good one. That'll be a good uh, good good time to get down there for sure. And it's always nice to get out of Boston in February. So you know, I'm not going to complain about having to go down there twice. No, not a chance. You know, some good I? hockey, some nice weather. You know, break it up. Absolutely. Um, before we we get to our interview, and we failed to mention, we're going to have Jake Tebow on this week. Who, uh, you know, we've talked quite a bit about Jake, and we'll get into it before we we drop. But uh, you know, Jake, uh, it was it was great catching up with him, and he's doing really well in his uh, freshman year over at Babson. But did you see uh, Ian Moran's tweet uh, this past weekend? And we've you know we've kind of gone on our rants about people charging uh, parents to go to these showcases and things like that, but. His tweet was, phenomenal new twist on the showcase scene. It's a complete joke that parents have to pay to watch their children play at a showcase, but in Marlboro, they're charging college coaches and scouts for the rosters. What a racket. Uh, He's one of well, the you're, best you're, guys. You're a former, you're a former scout. Well, would, you have, would you have bought the, the, the rosters? Uh, not a chance to – or at <laughs> least – well. I, Yes, I I would, but would give them a hard hard time. Emaran's a good friend, and he you know tells it how he sees it, and I love the kid for it because it's ridiculous. Uh, honestly, talking about gouging, you're putting on these showcases for these kids. Number one, you know, like you know, like exposure, and the parents have to pay, which is ridiculous. And then to have people that you want to be there, you want. To- attract to show case these players and charge them for the roster absolutely ridiculous talk about that yeah. that's like the ultimate gouge i'm sorry i it's i love him for for at least tweeting it out and phenomenal new twist you know, it's like what are you doing people like yeah, you know, people won't show up to your tournaments if you do that like scouts well, that's the thing right and, and the scouts just out of spite uh, because they're all stubborn hockey guys. I, I'm just going to be like, all right, we'll just take that all one set. off the list. Like we're, we're not going to go. We'll see these kids at their high school games or their prep school games. And and it's, it's, and, and then you're doing the kids a disservice because now Correct. you're having the showcase all in one, you know, location with, you know, whatever college scouts, pro scouts, agents, whoever it may be, should be coming and, and watching. And now you're just going to, charge them I, I, that's what i texted them back i'm like i'm like they'll be charging a pox soon enough like that's ridiculous yeah and, and i was talking to my buddy the other day it's like everyone's looking not for a handout but like you know we we're talking about gouging it's like t- to make money it's like come on like do it for the right reason do, you're actually making money with all the you know 
tuition fees for the tournament. And then to just add on top of it, it is so apparent. And people are like catching on and it stinks. It, it just, it's not a good way to do business. Um, you know, so like going it's to actually infuriating because you, as a, as a parent, you know, all right, the tournament costs, whatever, say it's a $2,000 entry fee or, 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 you know, whatever it is. I think, I think in some of these different showcases, it's like eight, 900 bucks a game, right. That they're charging like each team. So let's yep. just say whatever, it's a couple hundred. Break it up. A, right. Yeah. You, you split it up between the, 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 the parents or the kid, you know, each player on the team. And, and so it's like, all right, it just cost me, you know, 150 bucks. And now I'm going to walk in and for me and my wife to go watch the game, I got to, pay another you know 20 bucks 25 bucks for a weekend pass or whatever it's like like you said it's just crazy and then to add the scout thing on top of it's just it's comical well even when i was scouting uh going to college games we i had to buy a ticket and then send in you know a receipt i was Mm -hmm. like i'm not going back to that rink i'll wait they go so that's the thing i thought all the scouts would get in for free no certain ranks no no way. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous because you want the scouts to be there. So, like, these these tournaments are not getting it if they're charging scouts for rosters. They want them to be there. They should encourage them. They should be buying them lunch, you know? Right. That's my opinion. You know, just have, you know, free rosters, you know, and, you know, it's just interesting that, you know, it, it has gone f- this far about this gouging thing and it stinks in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh it's a tough look, a tough look all around. Speaking of tough looks, uh we we established last week that and and you know my brother loves this, but you being a big coleslaw guy, I mean we thought we hit rock bottom with the whatchamacallits and stuff, but now the like you loving coleslaw is just so to tell the story we grabbed lunch you know it's like oh do you want a side of fries do you want sweet potato fries do you want chips whatever oh do you have any coleslaw i'm like no way you just asked for that and and you did and you know you i mean you made out with it it was it was nuts yeah well i'm a i guess i am a coleslaw guy i didn't know it was like a thing but uh Instead of fries, it's just like I'm not a fry but guy. Can't, but it can't be healthier, even like because it's all mayo. You know, crap. I know. I, I I'm just, I've never liked French fries. So my dad used to make a really good coleslaw, homemade coleslaw. So that's how we. Uh, that I mean, that's how maybe I got turned on to it. But I'm a <laughs> yeah, coleslaw guy. Not as good at whatever wherever we we. No, we it was all mayonnaise. You take yeah. a couple bites, it's fine. But it was a good, you know, sandwich to go along with it. You know, it's easy to pick at the fries, you know, with, you know, finger food. But I needed the fork, get into the coleslaw, grab a couple bites. And, like, it blew your mind. It blew your mind. (laughs) It did. It blew Keith's mind. Yeah, we FaceTimed him right away. I'm like, dude, you got to see what this guy's eating. (laughs) But, uh, you know, so maybe we'll throw that out there if uh, on our socials to see. You know, who's on uh, Team Mots for who's on Team Slaw Train? <laughs> slaw Train <laughs> or oh. Team Fry? You know, Team Slavers. And like, I, I had some sweet potato fries, they were delicious, they were they were really good. Treat I'm yourself, sure yeah. yeah. I mean, I treated myself great. 
Uh, speaking of coleslaw, guys, uh, TSI hockey, the hockey season is underway and both parents and kids are looking for new team swag. The TSR team and corporate sales department can outfit your team with the top brands and sports apparel and ensure that your team looks the best. Be sure to check them out at TSRHockey.com or in their store in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. I actually, uh, like I said, I was in Fitchburg and I took a ride over to TSR and I ran into, uh, because Brian, you know, just so happened to break two sticks last week in practice. So I had to bomb over there and, uh, you know, he's going to start, you know, I'm going to be picking up old school wooden sticks for him, I think, to use in practice. But uh, I bombed over there and I, I ran into a couple of uh, Rink Shrinks fans that, it, that you know, they had been listening to the show and uh, they were in the area with all the, you know, tournament scenes. They were at so many different ranks and, uh, you know, a couple of people from where were they from? I think Pittsburgh and New Jersey. Uh, they, they you know, took the ride over to TSR and picked up some free stuff. Uh, not I should say tax-free uh, Salem, New Hampshire. They, they 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 were grabbing some sticks and getting their skates all buzzed up, you know. That's great stuff, yeah. And, like, you know, this is the time where if you have some older kids, they're getting ready, ramping up for their high school seasons, and, you know, you want to get a stick in their hand, get new skates to be able to, uh, you know, skate them a few times before tryout. So make sure that you uh, get up to TSR Hockey and, you know that if you're in store, it's great. You know if you're able, but tsrhockey.com is uh, the same uh, apparel that you can order online, and, and they uh, they do a great job. Yeah, they'll send you whatever you need. So exactly, uh, hit them up tsrhockey.com. Make sure you tell them the shrink sent you. Uh, Mots, I saw this sign. Uh, I, I think one of the Elevate O two. Uh, Instagrams had, had had put it out there, but I love this quote um, from the Aspen Leafs. I think it was the Elevator Two out in Colorado. But uh, your child's success or lack of success is in sports does not indicate what kind of parent you are. But having an athlete that is coachable, respectful, a great teammate, mentally tough, resilient, and tries their best is a direct reflection of your parenting. Uh, I I just thought that was a good sign. This is a really great quote. You know, it talks about that fulfillment from a parent side of things where if their kid isn't great, they are upset. So it's not an indication on what type of parent you are. So like when you're talking about being coachable, respectful, great teammate, resilient, those are the things that can really apply outside of sport. So you're doing a great job if you're, your son or daughter are those, you know, have those attributes, being coachable, respectful, being a good teammate. And it really just goes back to being a good person. And, you know, the athletic you know, side of things will take care of themselves. So it's a great little, you know, quote to have a little reminder for parents, even though it's very difficult at time, times when you're in the stands and they're not doing great. Because I, I feel the same thing. Sometimes I'm like, oh, er, er, er. And for my kids, you know, whether I'm behind the bench or in the stands, but they're still good kids. So at the end of the day, you got to take a breath and uh, understand that you're doing a good job as a parent if they have those attributes versus being you know, the best player on the ice. No, that's great. Very, uh, very well put. Uh, I, I got a funny text the other day from uh, Jack Greeley, former teammate of mine, and and he uh, was all wrapped up in the USA Hockey Level 1 coaching certification. Mm-hmm. So two four-hour Zoom sessions, 
mm. that he was in. And they did like these little breakout groups. And in one of his groups was uh, Miko Koivu. <laughs> and it's like, this dude's going to sit through eight hours of, of level one USA hockey coaching after playing, you know, well, well over a thousand NHL games. I'm like, it, oh my God. Yeah, but you know, he didn't play for any national, he played for national teams over in Finland, but not for US. So he has to do the, the due diligence. Over here well, in US. Yeah. So he's, yeah, because they didn't so, steal everything from where he grew up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But that's unbelievable to have him sitting there and, you know, but that just shows the hockey passion, right? This guy, I, I always said he was one of, the, if I was going to build a team, this is when I was playing. Hmm. I, I really enjoyed his game. He was tough to play against. He had good skill, but he was responsible all over the ice. Really loved his game. Um, when he was in Minnesota, and he made me look stupid one time uh, <laughs> as well. But I will say, uh, very good hockey player, and it, it just shows you the level of, um, you know, kind of commitment, commitment. Yeah, yeah. that he has to being a part of the young, you know, game here in the U.S., and that's really cool, though. Um, so so Jack was in there with him, but that, that's great. That That's actually awesome to hear. Yeah, no, it was funny to uh, it was funny to hear, and I'm like, wow, they couldn't have, they couldn't have just given the pass for the U8, uh, you know, level one certification. <laughs> this guy, you know, he was a captain in Minnesota for ten years, and I mean, like you said, he was a great player and, and leader and things like that. Exactly, and him and his brother. So it was, uh, I got a chuckle out of that. I figured I'd share it. Um, but we've been uh, we've been singing the praises, uh, their praises this hockey season. But we can, and we can't stress enough how awesome the Spark Skate Shopping Machine is. Mott, uh, obviously, we love it. Uh, make sure you guys hit up the promo code BYMOTS50, all one word, for $50 off your Spark Shopner. Uh, this is the biggest discount you'll find um, anywhere, right? So sparkshockey.com, obviously that Sparks with an X. Uh, we've talked about the conveniency the accuracy, the consistency. You can shop in your skates anywhere, anytime. Uh, I had this thing, you know, I talked about earlier in the show, um, you know, having 12 games this past weekend. I had it in the truck with me, was able to plug it right in. I should have got some videos, but I fumbled. Um, yeah. and, you, uh, you could be a content, a content creator. Dude. I know, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, whatever. You just get like uncomfortable yeah, pulling, yeah. pulling out, you know. Pulling out the, the the video uh on the phone, trying to, you know, chopping a kid's skates in between games. But it's you know, it, it's super easy and convenient. And and again, and when you're having that many games on a weekend and things like that, it's nice to be able to to have it and have the convenience of, of it and not have to go to the pro shop or be driving around. And you know, the, you, it, there's so many horror stories that you go to the you know, the the local rink pro shop where you have a game and some guy just butchers your skates you know what i mean so it's uh it's a lot easier and and you're gonna get that perfect shopping every time yeah i mean i was wearing the hat like i am tonight um on the golf course and someone asked me and he was a hockey guy with kids and i'm like hey have you heard of the spock so i can machine skate shopping and he's like yeah, i've heard about it and you know whatever we still got to talking and you know he, he actually bought a, a machine um soon after he texted me but no way. Um, yeah, That's no, awesome. it's it's like so great to, you know, use something that is valuable, right? It's right. it's same. I mean, this is like one of the best, you know, kind of partnerships that we have because like you can get 
your kids, uh, you know, they can do their own skates, like you said. Yeah, that's um, huge. I still have to do uh, my daughter's. Uh, my son does it. But, um, you know, my daughter's friend was like, yeah, I need my skate shop. And I'm like, come on over. And then you got to probably start charging for, you know, the new <laughs> wheels. But whatever. <laughs> but once it gets over, over the limit. We might but... be able to get you a wheel or two more. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll hook you up. But, uh, yeah, be sure to use the, the promo code BYMOTS50. That's all one word, and um, make sure you get the fifty dollars off. It's it's a great deal. So uh, check them out at sparkshockey.com and uh, get your get your machine. And uh, it's hockey season, so uh, save some some dough. Put a little upfront money up, and then uh, save some dough. Yeah, you'll see the results in the end. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, Mots, what do you say? I think it's time we bring on Jake Tebow. Obviously, this was a, a great conversation to talk about him and his hockey career, and obviously. Uh, you know, his injury has been well documented, but uh, it was a, a great conversation with Jake. He's such an impressive kid. And, uh, you know, we we enjoy getting to to spend time with him. That's for sure. Yeah, he's he's a really inspiring um, intellectual kid with a lot of drive and determination. And I hope you guys really take, uh, you know, some of his messages uh, to heart because, you know, we talked a lot about his, you know, kind of his path and, then when we start talking about his kind of injury and how he dealt with it, it's uh, pretty powerful. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right. And our next guest on the Rink Shrinks podcast is our boy that we've gotten to know very well over the last year. Jake Tebow, welcome to the podcast, Jake. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's awesome. Yeah, Appreciate pumped it. to have you on, man. This is great. And we'll be chatting, uh, chatting you up, you know, seeing what you're doing and you know, you've been an inspiration for all of us uh, within the last year, so we're eager to get into it. And uh, welcome to the show, buddy. No, I appreciate this big time, and especially, you know, I appreciate you saying that, but uh, I couldn't have done it without you two, especially. You guys have uh, been in my corner and, and pushed me along big time, so I just want to thank you guys for that as well. Oh, that's uh, it's our pleasure, and it's been you know even a a bigger honor for us just getting to know you and your your parents, Mike and Tracy, and obviously your brother Do- Drew. Uh, don't call him Do. I don't want him coming after me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't call me Do Do. Uh, but but it's been uh, you know obviously your your, your injury has been documented and things like that, and we can talk about it. But let's let's you know let's talk about you know, how you fell in love with the game of hockey. Like, where did it all begin for you? And, and obviously, you we've seen the, the highs and the lows of the hockey community. But uh, talk to us, you know, where you developed that passion and started skating and all that. Yeah, it feels good. Someone asking me about hockey and not just the injury. Yeah, uh, but, let's uh, go. Let's go. This is why we're here. Exactly. Um, no. Um, so I started uh, – I kind of, like, neither of my parents played hockey. My dad played football in college. My mom uh, – she, we joke about it. She really wasn't an athlete, but she did cheer, I guess. So we, I guess you can call that. Uh, she'll give me crap for this, I'm sure. But uh, hey, no, she's so. a, she's, she was a mathlete, right? I mean, there's a reason yeah. why you guys got the brains and got to Milton Academy yeah. and Babson and all these different schools, you know? So <laughs> she's got to give her some credit. Yeah, I'll give her that. I'll give her that. But uh, no, I know so. they didn't come from Mike. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. There's certain traits just that did athletics came Mike. from. I know him. you're listening. <laughs> uh but they kind of threw me on the ice when i was like three just my grandfather um was an assistant at the local like fitchburg high school local high school and uh was there for 10 years so i kind of grew up like watching him uh be around the rink and, and 
that, you know, I'd go watch them at practice and, and go to their games. But around the age of three, they threw me on the ice with um, who later on would turn to be my coach forever, pretty much, uh, Kevin Lazat. I He's a local guy, um, played at Fitchburg State and kind of like a second father to me now. Um, but I did like learn to skate with him and, and his organization at, uh, over there, peak performance. And, um, you know, I, I just fell in love with it. I tell people the story, like I, I still even, this is why the injuries kill me is that I can't sit still. Like I never, even now I'm sitting, but I'm still doing something every, until I put the head on the pillow. And um, so there was a Bruins game on and, my parents were, you know, I was running around the house, but I just kind of stopped in my tracks and, and sat there and watched the whole game. Um, <laughs> and I knew like hockey was going to be part of my life at that moment. So I got on the ice around three and did learn to skate for a while. Grew up for the first few years playing um, just like the local town hockey um, and made friends that I still, you know, talk to every day. And I'm, my dad is instilled and my mom like being loyal to your coaches and being loyal to just every team or you know anything you do in life and so i was given the opportunity to go from little town hockey to go play at a you know a little bit higher level team in worcester at the time and um at first i you know i was kind of like oh do i really want to do this do it you know I loved where I was, loved the team I had, loved the coach I had, but I knew that, you know, I kind of just wanted to reach, keep going. So, you know, fast tracking pretty far now. I'm, uh, you know, around the age of 10, I went to um, Worcester from the local town team. And uh, I was there all the way until my time at Melbourne Academy. Uh, and Jake, that, were you guys the Worcester Shocks at the time? We were the Worcester Sharks. Yeah, so that explains yeah. that 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 little email situation that you sent us. Why you exactly. why you got why exactly. you were a shock on there? Yeah, I don't exactly. want to give away your email because I know there'll be plenty of girls sliding into it. But uh, <laughs> no, you can give it away then. Uh, no, it's uh, so um, yeah. So I went with them, and uh, my coach there was it was Kevin Lazat. So it kind of came full circle, and. Uh, I was, you know, kids were kind of leaving the team here and there, and, and I just stayed loyal because I, I loved Kevin. I love, you know, his son Maddox is a brother to me now, and um, you know, has been there for me for for a while now. And I just keeping that loyalty and developing that relationship. I just really made sure to like stay with one team. And speaking, like, if you ask Coach Kanata, you know, he'll tell you that I had the kind of craziest uncharacteristic like route to prep hockey and um because that's because i just kind of stayed these local teams and got up to prep hockey and you know in a kind of uncharacteristic way compared to, to most kids um especially you know like there's not many kids from central mass that you know go out and, and play prep but it, fortunately there's three or four guys from the team in Worcester that I played with that we kind of all went and played at prep school and we'd battle with each other and, and it was awesome. And, um, and that kind of just triggered me onto wanting to keep getting better and better. Um, uh, but it, you know, it wasn't easy. Uh, I grew up working on a farm. I, I don't speaking of farm boy strength with my brother, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I'd go from, 
baling hay all day to practice at night and and just kind of that was the ritual and so around the age of 14 i was doing that and i vividly remember there was one game though um i i think it was like we lost in overtime and in a tournament like a christmas tournament i was playing with the sharks at the time and i didn't get in in the overtime and you know i was pissed off and kind of went to my dad and I was like, you know, this man and my dad, you know, he, he pushed me along in my hockey career, but you know, at a young age, he told my brother and I both with our sports, uh, do you want to have fun with the sport or, or do you, you know, what's your goals? Cause if you want to be the best player you can be, or, you know, and benefit the team the most, like I'll, I'll help you with that. But if you want to have fun, I'll, I'll just sit back and, and be a, um, you know, a fan in the stands for you. And always he was a fan even pushing us. Uh, but I think that's kind of like what, you know, pushed me along in, in my hockey career. Um, Cause after that game, he, he said to me, he was like, you know, I was probably 14 now. He's, he's like, you got to put in the work, like, you know, no offense. He didn't deserve to kind of be out there. There was, there's better players. And, and right there, that, that was a huge turning point in my, uh, my career as, as a hockey player. I just realized like, I wanted, I needed it and I wanted it more than the guy next to me. So I started training with, um, around 13, 14, started training with a guy, uh, every summer, um, in the gym, uh, at power source, a little local gym in Lemonster who we kind of have a solid group there. Another friend of mine who, uh, I don't know, you guys may know he was a Cushing, Cushing alum, Jake Hewitt. Uh, we trained together, me, him and Lazat, uh, in the summers and, and there'd be other guys there too, a couple other guys in the hockey world. And, and we trained and we just kept going year after year. And, um, and things were, were finally starting to come together. Uh, and then, and then I went to Milton and getting before, into Milton was be, like, before, before we get into Milton, just cause you know, we'll let you come up for air yeah. for a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I know. Like you, 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 you know, and, and we can like walk through that, that path a little bit, but you talked about a couple just like great, great topics that I want to touch on before we kind of get too far ahead of it. You know what I mean? But like yeah. that loyalty, there's so many, you know, and that's such a you know, strong, like, you know, family values, right. But being loyal and loyal to your team and your coaches and things like that, um, you know, is something that really in recent years uh, has uh, a lot of people just like your team, you know, their team hop and their program, uh, they're, they're, they're chasing the next great, you know, super elite team or, or whatever it may be. And, you know, we've talked to a few different people and, and talked about that loyalty and those friendships that they make and, you know, not just chasing like the next team to be, you know, to, to advance and win two more games or whatever it may be. So I just think that's like an unbelievable, uh, an unbelievable message, Mots. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And like even going back to how it came full cir circle with Kevin Lazat, you know, and being really good friends uh, with his son, you know, we met. Uh, Coach Lazard at your tournament, and then I ended yep. up playing uh, against him, coaching against him. I, would, I heard uh, about that. Yeah, yeah up at yeah. St. A's. He's with yeah. the Junior Bruins. It was Maddox on that team, or was he already? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a defenseman. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was great to catch up with him, and we we're chatting about you. But those are the things that, uh, like By was saying, so important. You know, especially you know, you have your core values of you know the loyalty, and if you're getting the right coaching and you don't have to chase it. It's extremely important to make sure that you add that into your decision, you know, for our, for our listeners uh, listening about, 
not program jumping and, and really staying the course. And, you know, Jake's a great example of, you know, you get to a prep school and uh, what year did you go in? I went in repeat sophomore, so 2019 and yep. So your freshman year, where did you, uh, where'd you go to high school and everything? Freshman and sophomore, I stayed at Fitchburg high local okay. high school and, um, and, and did a one year there for the team. Uh, and then went over to Milton. Awesome. But, um, and how did that, how did, how did that process, like, you know, walk us down that path, right? Because a lot of people nowadays, you see kids, um, you know, at, at, at whatever in seventh grade going to a prep school and then, you know, jump into another one and, and, and things like that. So, you know, walk us down that path of how you, how you ended up going to Milton Academy. And, and then I want you to touch on like, you know, what the, you know, what the experience was like, uh, obviously living away from home and, you know, being on your own, right? Obviously, Fitchburg to Milton's a solid hour, hour and a half. So yeah. I'm assuming you, you you lived on campus as a as a you know 16 year old kid, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's, it, prep school was never in my parents and my brother and I's kind of view. We just you know financially and, and just geographically, we we have Cushing right next to my house. It's about 10 minutes, and that's kind of it. If you, if you went to prep school, you went to Cushing, and uh, Shout out Obviously, Cushing, by the way. Yeah. You know, look at the look at the greatness it's produced. Yeah, big time, big yeah, time. Yeah, you're staring at him. I know. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Yandel name needs to be engraved up there. Yeah, but uh, maybe my brothers. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it kind of just my brother got the opportunity. Kind of backtracking here, but uh, my brother was at a basketball camp, um, and just happened to be put on a team with all Milton Academy kids and. The Milton Academy basketball coach runs that camp up there. And he's talked to my parents and he was, you know, honest with them, which is a huge part of, you know, touching on coaches again, just being honest with, with players. And he told my brother, he was like, I think you'll play for us, but, you know, you the guys love you and we'd love to have you. And so my brother got in there and he went repeat junior year. So he went in 2017. He was going in there. And, um, my brother loved it, you know, every minute of it. And, and there is just something about it. Like every time he'd come home, cause he was living there. Like I just could tell it was something I wanted to be a part of. And I knew I was going to do what it took to, to get there. And so I kind of looked through the, the process. I, I stayed a night over in my brother's dorm. Uh, and, and that kind of, that kind of really showed me that I, I want to work to get there. <laughs> it was a good time uh was that illegal hey solid cafeteria too i used to so we lived like you know like a three minute walk from campus and i i used to do my paper route every afternoon and then i'd i had a couple buddies that went there and i'd sneak into the calf and get 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 dinner on basically five nights a week (laughs) yeah yeah no you could you could still do it i mean you just walk in they don't know but, yeah, uh, how, how would they know? They have no idea. I'm like, hey, don't, don't. I think some of the teachers thought they're like, "Hey, good class today." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that was great." <laughs> uh, I yeah. can't wait to get back to my homework. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Then they're looking but, at. Um, they have a conversation like, "This kid goes here." Jesus. <laughs> we let we let anybody in here these you, days. You, you don't have to swipe. I'm surprised. I mean, there's kids like I was at lunch or dinner at Milton, and I'd see alumni from like four years ago and they're just walking in grabbing a dinner. I'm like, all right, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's I funny. should try it. I should see if I can go back. Oh, you can teacher. get in there. Just, <laughs> you know, throw, throw a little collar shirt on and you're in there. No one would know. 
I might go yeah. mock turtleneck with a sweatshirt underneath, you know, like at the old old school look, Moss. Yeah, or, or do like a uh, maybe go in as like a professor, you know, maybe yeah. short sleeve button down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the with the tie yes. too. That's yeah, a yeah. good look. Yeah. yeah. Sneakers, yeah. maybe throw some corduroys. Some, throw <laughs> some glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Look all sophisticated. That would be a great yep. Halloween costume for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey we're in the Ooh. halloween spirit yeah sorry yeah we're getting sidetracked no no that's awesome me just um, getting free meals <laughs> yeah we will do that mott right, mott's me and you and we'll go we'll go to milton for lunch done love it love it i'll so, let you know when i got no food in the fridge <laughs> uh but yeah just getting back to it my brother um so my brother loved it and uh i kind of looked uh Looked over a few prep schools, but I kind of knew I, I felt like Milton. It was kind of, I just applied. I didn't have any intentions of getting in or going. And, um, and I got in and I was kind of shocked because I can't do standardized testing for crap. And if you look at Milton, I mean, their, their scores are here and, and mine are not there. And I was you know, definitely skewed. I put him back for a few years. You got to thank uh, Drew. He must have done yeah, something right he there. He must have pulled some strings. Yeah, he must but, have uh, definitely, definitely pulled some strings. So I got in there and and um, just was ecstatic and just couldn't believe it. Uh, so obviously, you know, again, leaving, leaving that my friends at Fitchburg was tough, but I'm still best friends with them to this day. But um, I got in and, and then it began. And, you know, aside from the academic piece, which was just kind of like a whole thing and, and uh, a new beginning there, uh, I didn't know what to expect with, with hockey. Like, uh, you know, I talked to Coach Kanata. I've played at that level a little bit, played against guys at that level, but I still just, like, didn't know what to expect. And I think that – ability to not expect it, it helped me and hurt me in ways uh if that even makes sense but uh i got there and first week of tryouts i was like all right i i know that i'm you know kind of at this level but i i need to be at this level to even compete in this league and um so i just grinded and broke the roster broke the the um the lineup and first night i was on the third line and i was like wow like getting a normal shift and, and this was unbelievable and the pace was quicker and you know at the time i'm like all right I, I can keep up i can keep you know doing this but um i slowly i realized keeping up wasn't enough and uh and that was was huge and so that's kind of how i got there just through my brother and and just you know that journey uh obviously there's a lot more into it that you know i kind of yeah. just things Coach Kanata has always told me and in, in, in the college process and, you know, it applies to, you know, life in general, but you got to have uh, hard work nonstop, but, you know, also some luck and, uh, and kind of things fell into place and, and I was able to get in there and, and then the hockey journey began over there. So, um, awesome. yeah, it's definitely, uh, I'll forever remember that, that experience of getting into that school and, and just being able to, to go. Yeah, can you talk about Coach Kanata a little bit and you know his approach to the game and how it fit your game? Yeah, definitely. So I um Floodmar first my sophomore year, Floodmar. Um 
I was going down the right side. It was we played Deerfield at eight eight in the morning. And I took a hit pretty hard, and, and at the time, I my bell was ringing, but I didn't think anything of it. And uh, I played the rest of the game, got off the ice, and was thrown up everywhere. So concussion, pretty bad, and and uh, I didn't didn't play the rest of the floodmar, and and um, that kind of put me down in the in the depth chart, and I didn't see the ice much, and. Uh, the rest of the year. So at the time, you know, pissed off and, and cannot coach Canada and kind of going to him and, you know, what, what more can I do? What, you know, what, what can I have done? And, uh, and looking back on it, you know, with him and, and with me, you know, I realized I, I didn't deserve to be on that third line. I didn't deserve the ice time uh, that, you know, I was getting before the concussion. It wasn't just the concussion that put me out is, you know, there, there was kids that deserved to, to be in that spot more than I did at that time. So I went to coach Kanata and, you know, him as a coach, like he'll, he'll, uh, he'll be your best friend and, and he'll teach you, you know, every aspect to the, you know, the littlest things of the game. But um, when there's, when there's time to be things put into place and, and some kind of structure to be built there, he, he does it like no one other. And he, he's, he's the best. I absolutely loved playing for him every moment. And um, sophomore year was tough. I, kind of was still developing a relationship with him while trying to get back in the lineup. And um, I, I don't want to say I took it for granted, but I, I, I definitely did. I uh, definitely took like how much he, he had an impact on my life that year um, because, you know, he, he obviously it's his job, like whatever the team has to do to win is what we're going to do. Um, but he also, you know, would pull me aside and, Hey, you know, this is, you're, you're, you're on route. You just got to keep it up. You're not, you're not there yet, you know, getting back into the lineup or, or just in general, but you're on route. And, uh, and that's what I love about him is he's, he's the most honest uh, coach that I've ever, you know, played under. It's just like, he'll tell you how it is and he'll tell you what you need to do. And if you do it, you're going to get rewarded. And, um, and that kind of funneled into the next couple of years over, over there. Can you talk about the message that he sent to you? And obviously, um, you know, like hard work and things like that. But what was his message to, to you know, like coming back, um, you know, after your sophomore year, going into your junior year? Like what was what was he what were the instructions that he gave you to like, you know, do whether it was away from the rink or, or on yeah. the ice, like things like that? Yeah. So I called him up uh, right after the season. I think it was like the second day after we lost the Brunswick and I. I sat down and I called him and I was like, coach, like, what can I do? What, like, I, I wasn't there. I didn't end the year how I personally wanted to. We had a great, you know, team year and everyone was the best. And, um, but what can I do? And, uh, you know, he said, gave me a list of things like, Hey, you know, you, your, your speed's here, but you need to work on your quickness. You need to be able to get, you know, get the puck and go. Um, you're undersized a little, that strength. Yeah. You're, you know, I, not to sound that way, but my strength for my size was, was pretty good. I, you know, I was pretty strong in, in the weight room, but that didn't really necessarily translate to the ice. So yeah, you were shoveling hay in the off season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, doing that. And then, um, and that's when he hooked me up with, uh, with our girl and, and the best Dina Taylor. And, mm. um, I, I got in with her and since then I, I never looked back. I mean, she, she brought, she took my game and, and 
and brought it to a level that you know I I hadn't seen before, and, and I owe a lot to her. And uh, I know if she listens to this, she'll be a little pissed because I still owe lunch with her. I'm trying to figure out some time to go to lunch with her. But, um, oh, she's not somebody you want to piss off. No, <laughs> no. get on that. You she already on that. I was with her. I was with her today at the rink. She, yeah, you. You better not blow off that date. She'll kick I'm, not, I'm not blowing her off. I, I just <laughs> tough times. I end class at this time, and then she leaves Wellesley at this time. But uh, no, and, uh, Mots, I guess. I mean, I guess we're, we're second in line for the lunch date at Milton Academy behind behind uh, Dina. So yeah, you better you better <laughs> hey. take care of her first. But yeah, for sure. She yeah. uh, she no is she is she is the greatest. She's awesome. I love her. Oh, I love her attitude best. and. Um, the way she goes about teaching and things like that. We got to, I mean, we, I, I talked to her the other, uh, like I said earlier, and I'm like, we, I, we're going to have to have you on. She's like, I don't know if you want me unfiltered. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> that's, I go, it's a PG show. Yeah. We're going to have to, we're going to have to tame you down a little bit. It's funny. I was talking to her the other day and she said that. She's like, I, she, I was like telling her how I may be coming on with you guys. And she's like, well, if I if I go on there, I told them they need a bleep button. Yeah, yeah did. We're, we're we're on the ice, and it's hilarious because I love you know I love that stuff like someone in your face like telling you like you gotta you know get you know grind as hard as possible. Like I just I don't know why I just like because it's just as big like let's go and, and that's her. Like some of the kids though, I'd be on the ice in the summer and it's like she's screaming in their ear and they're just like what the hell is going on? <laughs> Dying laughing. <laughs> So. Hey, my my son was able to get out there a little bit uh last spring and he loved her you know just she's the best yeah so she'll like, be sure she you know speaking of someone that's loyal like she'll be with you every step of the way no matter what you need and, and even you know until the end of, end of your journey and even beyond that i mean she's she's really like she'll tell you like get low and, and skate as hard as possible but the next time she'll she'll be right there for you like she's a one of a kind like she's the best yeah she's kind great miss skating with her big time yeah well she'd love to see you and obviously you better make sure you take care of that lunch uh, yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we do. don't we're gonna have to talk to her about some sponsorship deal she's she's getting uh all the everybody that's been coming on recently has been talking about dina so it's uh it's great and she she does a she does an excellent job i love being on the ice throw as well and having John Coleman on the ice there now uh, quite a bit. Yeah. You know, the Cole cat's a legend. He was an unbelievable yeah. player at, at BU and had a long pro career. And now, you know, he, he was at Bentley the last handful of years and now he's just working with her kind of full time. So it's uh they have a, a really good thing going on there with the, all the skating and skills and stuff that, that they have going. But can you talk about, um, you know, you, it, and we're going to bounce around a little bit here, but, you know, talk about, other sports and being an athlete like as a as a young kid i mean i'm sure like you you, you know drew was a basketball player um you know that i'm sure you weren't just playing hockey were you no that's i mean i kind of you know grew up i when i was in middle school i played both basketball and hockey which is surprising because in middle school i think i was like four two little point <laughs> guard couldn't you know i didn't grow until my sophomore year of high school yeah, good well, handle though. Good handle. I did have a good handle. You know, I, I everyone called me the old guy because I do like threading the needle a little passes through. The, He's uh, like Bob Cousy out there. <laughs> <laughs> the shorts we wore. Old school dribbling like this. <laughs> that's Just it. Dish. Yeah, a little dish. A lot of fakes. A lot of pump fakes. I mean, hey, me and that deception can be transferred over to the rink. We talk about exactly. it all the time. Me and white Drew's. chocolate. Four two white chocolate. <laughs> the Fitchburg white chocolate. <laughs> I wore white, like all white Nikes. Oh yeah, I loved it. 
Uh, but uh, no, it's funny because Drew and I will still, uh, you know, before I got hurt, we'd still go to uh, my dad works at a, at a high school and we'd go in the gym there and we'd play one-on-one. And, you know, I'd get demolished. I'd lose in the first 10 minutes, but I'd be throwing up hook shots that are going in. Like, and he's getting pissed. And i just play straight defense. Like, I'm in his face. Just, you know, you guys, hockey guys, like, you're giving him shoves when he's going to the oh, ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it's, it's great. Prison the old rules. stop sign. Prison rules. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, what the hell? But, uh, no, so, yeah, I think that's – telling me soft. Yeah, as he's eating the eating the court, and I'm standing over him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so no, it's uh, I think you know my parents had my brother and I both try everything, and um, obviously hockey was uh, was a big aspect, and and I kind of played that majority, you know, growing up. But I also like I I played baseball for a little bit. I played basketball, like I said, played. You know, tried the cross. wasn't a huge fan. didn't didn't really get into any field games. Um, actually, did some running, which I will never do again, even when I'm out of this chair. <laughs> uh, like distance running, and I was like, yeah, this. So you just run six. for an extended period of time or something? Well, it was like cross country. It was. Yeah. Uh, I was like miserable. I was uh, jogging. Won't be doing. Oh well, yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, this but you know what? Called jogging. It's uh, yeah. It's it's funny though because m- once my brother and I both started working out at the gym that I I talked about with uh, you know I th- I kind of found that's even to this day like that's a huge hobby of mine just going to the gym and, and working out and uh, and that's what I love doing in in the off season of hockey um, just like I I wasn't the the guy Jim Herrick who I um who I worked out with and you know anyone in the Central Mass area that listens like recommend getting in with him because. He's he was at Cushing for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, he's still up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. gonna say he was at Cushing when when I was there. He's awesome. Awesome. Oh, he's dude. the best. He's yeah. like still. I'm actually. Uh, it's pretty cool. Saturday, they're, they're having a little event and uh, unbelievable. You know, um, I'm gonna be able to get back in there and work out. I haven't worked out in there in a year, so that that'll nice. be cool. Um, sick. But you know, my we went there and. and the, the difference with him is it's not like, hey, you know, get under a barbell and, and bench as much as you can and squat as much as you can. And he, he developed my brother and, and I as, as complete, like all around, like healthy athletes that also, you know, know the nature of lifting and the nature of being, you know, speed and flexible and, and all that stuff. And, and that translated not only to on the ice, but in, in life. And, and it's helped me fight this battle that i'm fighting now um because you know and you guys know this great I, like it's your choice to put in the work it's your choice to to get up in the morning and, and do you know the everyday thing that you know you need to be successful and, and be great and uh going going there as a, such a young age um because i started there I, I mentioned at 14 but i just looked back on you know started it there around 12 and um I was in there, you know, every year, every summer, every every time that hockey was kind of on hold for a little bit or kind of in a little dead zone, I, I was in there, and um, and it was the best. And I so I think, you know, going back to multi-sports, like I tried stuff and I played different things, and, and that developed me, but um, I definitely just loved being in the gym, and, and I still have the itch, and that's why I still do it so much. Well, that's great to hear about, like, the functional movements and – yeah. being an athlete and the stretching and you're applying it to what you're doing now. 
You know, it's yeah. like the, you're, you're being an athlete right now. And, you know, you have that education of, you know, from when you're 12 years old on yeah. and lean on, which is so important. Uh, that's actually yeah. really cool to hear because it's not just about, you know, just doing a sports specific workout. You know, you want to develop all sorts of muscles and, you know, play different sports like we talk about here. Or just be an athlete in the in the backyard, like playing basketball with your brother made you a better hockey player, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, like that, like Duke D. Let's go, kid. Yeah, you know, moving your feet and staying, <laughs> staying between the you know the the hoop and and him. It's like those are the things that I talk about. I'm like, anyone play basketball? You know, in the D zone, it's like you're staying between the hoop and the player. It's the same thing, same yeah. concepts. And so, um, that's really cool stuff. Like those experiences that you know that you can apply you know to what you're doing today, and also um, you know beating up on your brother. It's always fun. Oh, you have to, but no, I mean, even just, you know, like I, uh, me, me and my dad, especially like we, we always were in the yard doing something like throwing a football, yeah. um, you know, doing something, playing catch, shooting hoops. Like, and I think, like, you know, it goes a long way there. Just, you know, you see, there's some hockey guys that, you know, I've seen and they throw a football and I'm like, geez, just you know, backyard losers. <laughs> yeah, we call them backyard losers. The backyard <laughs> losers. Like, I'm like, holy cow uh absolute noodle of an arm and uh <laughs> and it's uh but uh so it's just um right you know, that's that's a big thing like you know whether even golfing you know just getting out and, and doing you know making a variety of things that gets my mind away from specific one sport and it yeah it helps big time all right guys we're having a great talk with uh jake tebow but i'd like to take a second and talk about pro stock hockey Give your kid the pro experience with Pro Stock Hockey. Uh, the world's largest inventory of Pro Stock gear now has youth equipment. I can't stress that enough. They get kids' stuff, youth equipment, uh, free name personalization, free tape, same-day shipping, and friend friendly customer service come with all kids' sticks and gloves. Ask for Sean or Zach if you need help finding the right glove size or stick flex for your kid. All custom names are professionally done with the same printer used by the manufacturers. Visit ProStockHockey.com today and use the code BYMOTS for 20% all your kids' gear. Uh, again, hey, the holidays are right around the corner, so take advantage of that 20% off uh, by using that, B, that BYMOTS promo code. Let's also talk about cross-country mortgage. If you own a home and haven't looked into refinancing in a while, have a quick chat with our friend Chris Devon and see if it makes sense for you. Devo may be able to help you save on a monthly basis so you can put more money into savings or other projects. Check him out at chrisdevon.com. Now let's get back to the interview with Jake. I wanted to bring it back and, and, and you know, when we were talking earlier and you were talking about, um, you know, playing time and, and, and things like that and your father's message um, about you not getting out in overtime. Right. And, and obviously, you know, your, your parents are extremely hardworking people, but uh, I just love the message that your, your, your dad talked about. And I want you to elaborate a little bit more on it, but like, you know, he, he put it on you a bit, right? Like you didn't get out in, in, in overtime and he wasn't like, oh, let me email the coach or let me, you know, yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Like, if you want to do this, you've got to put in the work. And like, you know, I think that honesty, um, that 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 honest conversation that he had with you and saying like, well, you didn't deserve to be out there. Uh, I don't think that, that there's enough of that going on these days. 
And, yep. you know, can, can you just kind of elaborate a little bit more and, and, and talk about that and, and, you know, and the way you were raised and, and, and your family, uh, you know, brought you up to, to, to have those, those real conversations. Cause it could have been very easy for your dad to say like, no, no, honey, you were, you were, you're great. You're the best player. Yeah. You should have been out there. Like, let's look for another team or look for another coach. Right. Yeah. My yeah. little all-star, you deserve to be out there. <laughs> you know, pumpkin. I, uh... pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> i thought uh, i was bad calling him honey honey yeah <laughs> but um it's funny you say that too because I'll, I'll go forward and then back real quick but like my dad never once talked to coach canada before i got hurt like never once talked to him and uh you know no email maybe an email here there like thanking him but you know everything you know from that age and from that overtime game was like you're on, you, you gotta, if you want it, you go get it. And, uh, and I think that that goes to that game. Like I, I can't stand, it's one of my biggest pet peeves when, you know, I, I haven't been in a lot of like youth, youth game ranks recently, but I was over watching one of my friends who was in town this summer. And I've only been out of the rinks for like a year or two like that. Like, and hearing some of the stuff parents say and some of the stuff like, I've seen where it's, you know, parents going up to coaches or screaming across the ice at coaches, which I saw at a summer tournament this year at my little cousin's game. I'm like, I, I was in shock. Like my parents would never, I mean, at first off, I would be pissed at them if they ever went and said something to a coach about playing time or performance. And, you know, like, the only, like the only thing, and I mean only, and they never did this. I could see like, Hey, my parents, you know, where can we go to get Jake develop more as a hockey player? You know, like that type of advice. Yeah, um, questions. How can he get better? Exactly. Exactly. But I think my parents also taught me as a player and a person, like if you want advice and if you, you know, it still kind of trickles into college here today, you go and, and you get that advice. And it's so much more like, you know, reaching out. It, it, it helps you so much more and um they they taught me like you're not gonna sit back and you know let things develop on their own because they're not you got to get out and you got to you know, make a name for yourself and, and work hard and uh and it translated all the way up into into my recruitment for college hockey and, and uh reaching out to coaches and, and constant you know checking in and, and stuff just to get my name out there and, and develop as a, as a person and player. That's great stuff right there. And it's a great message, you know, coming from you, but talking about your parents and your upbringing and their approach. And, um, you know, hopefully people who are listening can take a little something what you just said, you know, you advocate for yourself and if you want it, you go get it, you know, because I always feel, um, well, what I've been seeing, you know, it's not everyone, but it is, you know, the majority almost now where you know the, the parents are not skating their lanes their job is there to support you in any, any way possible and yeah. then um not to advocate you know and then the players play and the coaches coach yeah so that, exactly. you just, you just kind of nailed it with what you know you experienced and i think that's the healthiest way to do it and um you know it's 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 refreshing to hear and you, yeah. you, your parents did a, a great job raising you and drew as well uh yeah, as well as just you know just being a you know, making you bail that hay. I love that story. I didn't even know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, that like long days, I mean, last summer and two summers ago, well, back 
like, you know, there was mornings where I was up at 5.30 on the ice with Dina at 6.30, skate till 8, 8.30, go right to the farm and, and work till 5 and then hit the gym after. And, and you know, that's kind of just, again, because I can't sit still, but also just parents told me, like, well, you, you had know, to do, yeah, just work for everything. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I enjoyed the farm. I'll yeah, take well, full free labor for him, too, though. Yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't our farm. People, people always ask me. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought it was farms out there. No, no. We still. It's a. It's a city. We got a. We got a good amount of people out there. Oh, Central Mass, not Western Mass. I don't. I don't accept that either. People like, oh, you're from Western Mass. (laughs) Since I went to Milton, I actually got asked one time if we got horse and buggy out there. I'm like, like, geez. Oh, Uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, no, we get electricity and everything out here. Yeah, great. Indoor plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I just go outside and just pee next to a tree. It's great. Uh that that's awesome. Can you talk about um, you know, obviously growing up in that Fitchburg Lemonster area and I've been, you know, fortunate to you know go to Cushing and my brother went to Cushing and now I have a son there, but you know, driving by um, you know, the Lemonster street hockey, ball hockey rinks um is, you know, it's something that like it, it, it's a, a, a milestone mark or whatever. Like whenever I drive, I'm like, all right, I'm almost there. But growing yeah. up in that area, like did, did, did you play a lot of, you know, street hockey, ball hockey, roller hockey, all that stuff? Big time. I, uh, I'm surprised I haven't even mentioned that when we talked about other sports, but I was a huge, uh, huge street hockey guy growing up. Rollerblades? Uh, no, no. Feet? It's just, yep. Just feet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I play in the summer. Uh, we travel to Canada, New Jersey, um, and I loved it. And, you know, it was, it was great. We had a good group of guys too. Um, and my brother even played. So like, it was, it was was pretty cool. We actually got to, uh, we got to play on the same team one time. And that's like the only sport and team that we've ever got to play together. And, uh, and that was pretty, pretty, you know, uh, cool. And, um, and so, yeah, I definitely grew up. It's funny. I was actually talking with um, Jack Eichel and he was, he, so he, I don't know if you guys know, he also played over at Lemonster quite a few times, street hockey over there. And uh, yeah, so he's he been big time in us coming on the pod. So, oh, well, I'll have <laughs> yeah. to get yeah, him. You're gonna, yeah, Give him a was, nudge. Yeah, yeah I, I will. Got, I got crickets when I texted him uh, a couple, couple weeks ago. He's my teammate this summer and he just yeah. hit me with, hit me with oh, the old, yeah, you're lying. Hit me, hit, Hit me with the old Ambien. Yeah. Oh gosh, no, you got. You, we got to get him on here, and um, yeah, he. So um, it's kind of like a staple. Like if you're in that area, like you you play street hockey. Like if you're into you know that type of stuff, like you know, yeah, everyone think Nose Face Killer was born. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Face His mother worked at Cushing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, Dad grew up refing too. I, his dad was a ref for Lemonster Street Hockey. Like as long as I know, I think he's still down there. But his mother um, worked in like the, the the whether it was I forget exactly where she worked, but he FaceTimed Keith and he had his Keith's autograph from <laughs> from Cushing when he was there on like a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he still had the hey. thing. It was like on his wall, like with a couple thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah. I think Noseface is still running that area down there. Oh, he so, yeah, he runs, he, he runs it. Yeah, he's he's big time now. 
The Chicklets yeah. guys made him big time. They made him. They made him like, you know, whatever. The, He's the, got his own clothing line. I saw. Yeah, the McDavid, the McDavid of street hockey. The '99. I heard him say that on the Chicklets thing. I'm like, what? Oh god. <laughs> the '99 of deck hockey. So oh jeez. Getting a little too big for his britches. Yeah, that's hilarious though. Yeah, he, yeah. When I saw that Chicklets cup, they're like, oh no, no faces here now. Like you know, like he's. You want like to talk the, about loyalty? Yeah. That kid's jumped around from like seven different teams. I know. He needs to go to the. He's uh, ring the Yeah, he's ring chasing. Is right. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, that's funny, but yeah, but so yeah. So, I that, so the there. street hockey, yeah, was a uh, was a huge part of your life growing up there. What were the? Oh, was yeah. it? You know, like you said, was it like summer all-star teams or was they were like week weekly leagues and stuff? Because my kids play, um, you know, we're fortunate enough to have a, a, a park that, you know, Gavi Park right in Dorchester that was just done over. And they put a beautiful street hockey court um, and it's named after the O'Sullivan's uh, parents, you know, Chris and Stephanie and, and Sean and the whole um, O'Sullivan family, which is a le- legendary Dorchester family. Um, but. You know, my kids play uh, quite a bit of, uh, you know, just they, they play both on feet and uh, roller different leagues and tournaments and stuff. And it, it's it's I mean, I love it. I love the action and the puck movement, you know, ball movement. And it's uh, it's it's a great way to develop and learn the game. And like you said, like even a basketball guy like your brother can play, like especially yeah. on feet, you know, like it's yeah. not just, you know, you don't have to know how to skate. You just got to be able to know how to hustle and, 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 yeah. and compete and be able to give a slash and take a slash yeah right yeah, on the exactly. shins especially him i mean you you know how big he is like the kid had juice coming off of his slap shot i'm pretty <laughs> sure i'm pretty sure he won like the fastest shot down in new jersey that's awesome. that was like, dad like a tree hockey but no i mean it's kind of like again like you still are keeping that hockey aspect in, in your everyday life but you're you're playing you know getting out and outside and, and running and, and it, it helped with a lot of things um but it yeah, your it parents wanted a... to get you to bed. They're like, this kid won't stop moving. Exactly. Just put the Bruins on. I'll sit still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why you put the summertime. But uh no, I, I played they do it in the fall. I, I haven't I haven't played in quite a while, but I think it's the fall, spring, and then there's tournaments. You can like play a travel team uh in the in the summer. And um so I Grew up playing mostly in the spring and in the summer, um, but you know I've a lot of good memories. Like I'll never forget the two kids uh, that I grew up with, uh, really good friends with. Still, we played together, and you know we were in a game. Actually, coming back full circle again, this was before I was even on the Sharks, and uh, Kevin Lazat. We were playing his deck hockey team in the finals of our league. And we were down three nothing. We came back pouring rain. Like, and I don't know if you've ever played on that surface when it's raining. Like, it's a sheet of ice. Like, you're oh, I've been dying everywhere. to stop in and just start ripping clappers, but it's yeah. gonna happen sometime. Now that Brian's out there, I'm just gonna someday. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up there for sure. Yeah, and uh, it is like a sheet of ice, and we just we battled. We came back and won like four three, and we're like, it was it was awesome. And you know, I'll always remember that game and. A lot of memories over at that place in the summer and, and uh but i uh once i once i started really focusing on on ice hockey um later you know towards like the end of the sharks and beginning of milton and all that i kind of stopped playing deck hockey and uh and just focused on working out and skating in the summer and stuff 
Awesome. So Jake, uh, you know, could we briefly talk about your injury and, you know, just, uh, you know, more importantly, like after, you know, and, and what you're doing now, but could you just kind of walk us through kind of, you know, that emotional side of the injury. And, you know, we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, how big hockey was, you know, in your life leading up to um, just over a year ago. And can you just kind of tell us in your words, kind of what, what happened and, you know, kind of how everything went down for you? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, sophomore year was tough for hockey. Um, and, and I grinded and I worked those two years and, and, um, I was just getting my stride. Like I, you know, coach had seen it. I was, um, going over to Milton, you know, I most likely was going to have a leadership role there on the team and things were just going in the right direction. I was starting to get college, you know, college looks and it was, I narrowed it down to about three schools and, you know, that dream I had was, was coming to fruition. And it just like, it felt good. Like for the first time in, in a while, my hockey, you know, game, just like everything was just trending and, uh, and it felt good. And, and then, um, things took a little turn and, um, September, early September, 2021 and going full speed down, down the ice and, and boom. And, and I just, uh, I remember waking up because it, you know, it was a few days and I remember waking up and obviously I'm, you know, drugged out, not knowing really what's going on, but I, for some reason, something just came to my mind. I was like, whatever situation, like I had a sense of calmness, but I also had a sense of like, I'm going to fight whatever. Like, I don't know why I'm in a hospital bed right now. Cause I was still in a daze, but whatever it is, I'm going to fight, fight it. And, uh, and the surgeon came in and, Told, told me the extent of my injury and, and, uh, and, you know, I didn't know what to say and it hit me hard. You know, you're like, what do you, what are you saying? But, uh, but I just turned to him right away and, and told him I was going to fight. And I've told a lot of people that, but, you know, still to this day, I'm fighting harder than ever. And, and mentally, like it's, it's tough, like, especially this time of year. I mean, you Babson over here, all the guys just got on the ice, like, every day I, I miss like the, the thrill of the time you step on the ice for a practice and you take in a deep breath of the air and you know that stuff like it, it's tough it's i i fight every day and, and i have a positive i try to have a positive attitude every day but uh you know i get up in the morning and i'll be you know quite frank like my legs are kicking out spasming and it's a workout just to get into my wheelchair in the morning it's a workout just to to get to class and in all around campus and you know, it's Babson's made it so much easier than it, it could have been, but it's still, it's a grind. And uh, when you obviously right away, when the injury happens, you, you think to yourself, like, uh, you know, why me? But uh, that, that I've kind of moved on from, you know, and with the help of Tom Smith, who is a local guy, if, if anyone's ever has time to read his story, like paralyzed a few times and, and just battled through everything he's been there from legitimately the first day I got hurt and I was in surgery. He like got in touch with my parents. Uh, and, um, and just, just keep battling and and changing that. Why me to, to, as he tells me, change it to why not me, you know, and and that not has a lot of impact on everyday life for me and, and just the, the mental fortitude to battle through, each day and just like 
use that those long days of bailing hay to turning it into, you know, battling at PT and, and battling to get back to where I want to be. Oh, that's great. That's such a, uh, obviously, um, you know, uh, it, it's tough to hear and obviously, but I think that fighter's mentality that, 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 you know, you, you have, and you've shown and we've seen the strides that, that, that you've made in the, in the past year. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I think it, you know, it comes back to, to obviously your family and, 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 but also, you know, hockey, right? Like, like playing sports and being a fighter and, and just having that no quit attitude is something that, that I think sports does for, for, for all of us. And, and, you know, it's, it's obviously we're super proud of you. And, and, but I also, you know, I wanted to talk about the, you know, like, can you touch on the, on the hockey community, right? Like you obviously, you know, you're, you're going through a, a very tough time in your life and you're, fighting but what is like the hockey community done for you and kind of rallying around you and things like that yeah i you know you i sat in that hospital bed and, and i kind of just like you didn't realize the impact it had outside the doors and and what the you know the community was forming and getting behind me until i i hit spalding probably i was like wow like that that community you know like you guys said and i heard you guys mention this like maddie Matty Curran being with him this week and, you know, another amazing guy. And, and, you know, I owe a lot to him and, but for him, he hit it right on the head. Like we all battle and compete and then something happens and we, we come together and, you know, fortunately, and, and I pray every day that, you know, this doesn't happen to someone else, but if that time comes, I know the hockey community will rally no matter what kind of injury, you know, and definitely, hopefully not to the extent of mine, but you know, anytime. And, um, and I think too, like no one, especially in the hockey community, no one thinks they're they're too good to help. And I saw that big time, like from kids that I hadn't heard from in years that I grew up playing town hockey with, to kids that, you know, my best best of friends that are still, you know, you you learn who your best friends are when tragedy hits, and and um and all the way up to to guys in the NHL and, and beyond and overseas, it's just like everyone was there and. Yeah, it's in the most simple terms, you, you say like, there's nothing like it, but there, there truly is nothing like it. Like there's everyone just, it's, it forms an army and a team and, and just gets right behind you. And, um, and, you know, just there along the way. And I go come over to Babson here and 25, 20, 30 guys that anything, I mean, from lifting me up to get into a party to, you know, <laughs> pushing me up a hill. Like it, it's every, every day there's, there's that community of hockey right there by my side. And, uh, I mentioned this the other night, but like, I truly feel that they're, they're physically lifting me out of this chair and getting me back on my feet. Well, that's amazing stuff. And I think it's, an, you know, you, you touched on a little bit of a testament to the, you know, the fabric of, the sport itself, you know, the certain characteristics that lend itself to the people that play and who perform at a high level, but even, you know, bringing it all the way back, you know, about, you know, your parents and your upbringing, you know, that little setback that you had about, you know, not being in overtime, that's a, like a life lesson that your dad, you know, taught you in a very subtle way. And, you know, you keep having some obstacles and this is a, a huge one that you're going to overcome. Because you have the infrastructure, that foundation, that mentality, you know, through sport, through family, and in you know the support of 
the uh, the hockey community. And you know, it was kind of interesting. You say like no one's like too good to not care or, or help or want to lend a hand, but the, you know, everyone is in the same boat. It could happen to anyone, but yet, you know, when so, something happens to someone who has played, they want to be there and help. It's not like a, a task, and that's so great about this sport in my opinion and uh, you're seeing it firsthand and you're an inspiration to these people that have been helping you so that's one of the things that you should be proud of for you know being the the inspiring force for you know not only yourself like you're self-motivated that's the one thing that you're going to get up and walk out of that chair and you know we're going to be there to you know see it and we're you know we're going to burn the chair right yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we are. I got a lot of pyro in me. Like I'm around, <laughs> around a fire pit. I'm I'm not afraid to like whatever throw anything in. So let me know. We'll, we'll, it's funny. We'll I, I was at a uh, I was at the bees game right when I was still in Spalding. They had me over there, and uh, we got to meet some Navy SEALs. Oh, uh, Kevin Miller had uh, had them out oh, there. And yeah, do another one of the best, Millsy, and uh, they. Uh, they told me they're like, "Hey, when you're out of the chair, we're, we're shooting some RPG or whatever, something, whatever you call it." Don't give them first yeah, crack yeah. at it. We want to. They, they yeah. can shoot like the rubble out of it. Yeah, yeah we exactly. want to burn that thing down. Oh yeah, no, no, we're all going. We're going to their base and we're all blowing it up. So. <laughs> but oh, no, it. Uh, you know, I I mean this when I say it, especially you two and and the shrinks and. And just uh, in general, well, I like, think you got to bring up wit too. I mean, I I, I got to give Ryan Whitney a lot of credit. No, uh, obviously, he 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 introduced us, and um, you know, wit's a guy that that people know him as kind of a you know, whatever goofy personality on chicklets and, and and things like that. But he's a kid that you know we grew up playing youth hockey together since the time we were you know nine years old, and we're we're, we're best of friends. But he's you know he, he he you know he's a guy and he's never would would never like try to take credit for for anything right but he you know he he loves you and your family and things like that and i think um you know i i, I especially just want to give him a shout out just because he he he's he has such a a big heart and comes from such a great family and that's you know that that's it really is it's special to me and uh, you know i was psyched one day he's like, Hey, Jake's coming over. We're going to watch the Bruins game. And it's like, dude, yeah. there, like done. I'll see yeah. you. I'll see you. And you know, I'll see you at seven o'clock for the game. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, could talk about wit because I know yeah. I just went on a rant talking about him, but, um, you know, we, we wouldn't be having this conversation if he didn't introduce it us. For him. Yeah. It's a good thing you said that. And I hope he gets on me for not even mentioning him. <laughs> but, uh, well, that'll be a tell. We got to see if he is actually listening out there, you know? Yeah, that will be a test. Uh, but no, I, you know, with, there's a lot of people out there who, you know, are, you know, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about you and hope everything's all right. But then there's the difference between those people and the people that are sincere and, uh, and truly care. And wit is one of those people. Like I remember, I was laying in the hospital bed in Worcester. So this was just the same week I got hurt and I got a call from Wit. And you know, I'd been a huge fan of Chicklets and listened to them for a while. And, you know, I'm on the phone with them. I'm like, holy shit, like this is Ryan Whitney, which, you know, is unreal. And uh, and he just he just talked to me and was like, hey, just you know, keep your head up, keep battling. And at that moment, though, I didn't realize it would turn into a friendship. And uh and he came over to Spalding a few times, came over to Charlestown where we were staying at the time. And 
and uh, he's the best. He just he's he's one of the only guys I know that we can bust balls and die laughing, and then the next minute have a serious conversation and talk about you know like just strides in life and, and stuff and and that's just what's so great about him in my opinion like you can have laughs when it's meant to be and you can also have serious conversation and, and just and uh he's just you know it's he's one of the best like it's just it's tough for me to say because he's just been there for me all throughout this this journey and uh him and, and Bree and, and the kids and all of them they, they've been great oh, that's awesome yeah, he has a heart of gold, and you know, he's still a, a situated punk at heart, though, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, uh, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna, yeah, I mean, obviously, and in, in, in his parents, Dan and Sue, like you're a product of your environment, right? We all are, and 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 you know, he comes from two of the best, and that's kind of uh you know that that that's what it's all about he's just got those strong roots and and, and is a a good person and a great friend but let's lighten the mood a little bit here talk to us about your freshman year what's going on at at, at Babs? Yeah. And obviously you made the decision to go there and and uh and you know talk about how everything's going so far yeah i mean i uh i showed up to campus and i was like whoa you know let it let it begin <laughs> you know i go from milton to college dorm you know i have girls in the room next to me and you know it's like whoa this is not like Milton Academy <laughs> and, uh, and um yeah it's uh it's a lot of fun it's it's a good time but it's also you know an environment where I can uh you know try to be successful and strive and and, and they push you and academically and and uh but you know when when there's time to have fun there's time to have fun and um and that's we have a good time <laughs> to say that's the least awesome. How's our boy uh, Coach Rice doing? Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. I mentioned I was with him today, but I uh, the last week I mentioned uh, you guys said hello, and he, he said it right back to you. So I'm sure he'll uh, he'll be listening to this, and um, and he uh, you know again just one of one of the best. He um, first first day I showed up, he's like, hey, anytime you need laundry done, give me a call. And uh, <laughs> it was funny. I was I was in the room yesterday in the locker room, and I walked in and. Uh, coach was uh vacuuming the you know the room and cleaning and dusting he says to me jerry york ever do this and i'm like <laughs> oh, definitely not coach definitely not. and uh because that's just who he is he cares you know he he's the most uh charismatic and, and just unbelievable in the, and that's why from the start I've, I've wanted to you know when i was going through the process i uh I felt like I kept comparing my, you know, different schools back to Babson and Coach Rice, and and uh, that's when I knew like, you know, Babson was was where I wanted to wanted to be, and uh, and I'm absolutely loving it here. And, and coaches, he makes it easy and he makes it he makes it great. He's you know he's a Babson alum himself, so like, yeah. he knows what you know. He knows the fun we have, but he also knows when it's time to be serious and, and when it's time to time to take things, uh, you know real and uh he's yeah he's the best that's great now you get you know getting onto campus it's so great to have a built-in network of you know 25 30 guys already you know there to kind of not welcome you per se but like just be a part of and you know guys can show you the ropes and you know you can yeah. hang out you know whether it be you know your your own class or you know the upperclassmen showing you the way uh do you have any responsibilities when you get to the rank 
Uh, right now, not so much. Um, once the season gets in full effect, I mean, we're practicing, we're in full effect, but our first game is uh, is uh, not till next week. But um, right now, it's kind of crazy because unfortunately, we practice uh, at the same time I'm at PT. So I kind of try to duck over before practice or duck over for a little bit, catch the end um, if I have time. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's a, there's a couple other people that have helped out with the team for a while um, for, you know, since they were freshmen and they're now upperclassmen that uh, are also the best. And so we all kind of work together and whatever right. coach needs, you know, I'm there to, to help them with. And that's he'll another vacuum. thing. He'll have you vacuuming soon enough. <laughs> I know, yeah. Dustin and vacuuming. He'll, he'll attach a vacuum to the chair. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Buzz around the room, kid. Exactly. It'll be like a little Zamboni. Yeah. I told him, you know, he's definitely like, when you, know, you go in the room, like, you know, he's big on keeping the room clean, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, the, oh. the guys take the shoes off and the dry, you know, where the dry clothes are and all that. And, and uh, I told him, I said, "Hey, coach, you you want me to wipe the tires off on the way in? Like, I, I can uh, I can start doing that if you want." <laughs> yeah, you, you got to get a little uh, car wash or like a chair yeah. wash on the way in. Just have something right outside. Like, but oh, that's don't drag so, any uh, salt in on the tires, especially leaves. I've been dragging leaves, and I'm like, I can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, this time of year is brutal. Jay, so, can you like what's your what's your day to day um obviously being you know a, a freshman at babson but like you know walk us through a a, a normal uh day and, and and what your routine's like yeah for example today i kind of this is a normal day i wake up and um my first class is at 9 45 so unfortunately with the since i got hurt it takes me a while in the mornings to get you know dressed and, and ready just with the constant transfers and and different things you know it's not as easy as it used to be right now and um so i'm up around eight o'clock and just kind of getting ready for a 9:45 class and head to class and i'm in class from about 9:45 to, to one and then hop right in my car and eat a sandwich on the way which is kind of difficult driving with hand controls but uh hey i'm then, a, uh, multitask yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm He's saying on the run right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sorry, but, we'll uh, give you a pass. We'll give you a pass. Yeah, yeah. Talking uh, to a guy, you put some <laughs> lipstick on at the same time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Anything else? You having a coffee too? Like, yeah, oh, texting. Yeah, yeah, texting too. <laughs> hey, it's not every day. Oh, though. and it's you're only going a 75 and a, <laughs> and a 40. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, that was today. Only Wednesdays. I really have to grab lunch quick. The other days I have time to go to the dining hall, but uh, yeah, and then hit the hit the therapy for two to three hours and, and head back and um, usually grab dinner real quick and then hit the books and finish up some homework and work out a little more at, at my room. You know, I try to get up and stand up for at least an hour a night and and uh, and just keep going and um, you know definitely I'm wiped by the end of the day. Uh, it's it's um. Like I said, you know, muscle spasms and all that. So it's a workout, just trying to break them and deal with them. And uh, so, you know, by the end of the day, I, I sack out and, you know, tuck tuck away in the bed and, and I'm, you know, sleep pretty good. So catch up on the Netflix and night, night yeah. time. How many yeah, days a week is the, um, are, are you doing the rehab? Uh, I pretty much do rehab, some sort of rehab, six days a week. Um, and then Saturdays, you know, kind of chill and, have mm. fun and kind of 
but um I'm I'm in Cambridge one day a week and then down in Canton uh four days and then Sundays I usually go home and and hit the pool at a gym nearby uh or uh just ride the bike or, or do something awesome. um but yeah uh-huh. you know it's definitely definitely a grind but we get through how's that pool work you feel good in the it's, pool yeah it's actually pretty pretty crazy because uh like i can get not a normal like it's very slow it takes me you know probably 10 minutes to get from one end to the other but like i uh, in you know independently me, hey, me too <laughs> independently i can uh with a walker you know walk underwater that's great like, it's kind of crazy to see yeah you, you see it and you're like geez why won't this just happen above water but uh you know it's coming so that's it's coming it, it's, it's coming cool. yeah slowly so very oh. very slow well keep working hard we gotta uh you know we've taken up enough of your time and obviously um you know you've probably done more homework in in a month and a half than than Mott's and i did in four years a piece at, <laughs> at, at college so uh we'll 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 let you we'll let you run we really appreciate you taking the time obviously uh and and you know most of all we're happy to call you our friend you know what i mean and, and you inspire us on a daily basis so we're proud of you and keep going buddy keep on keep keep working hard no i appreciate it and you know like i said to you guys at the beginning it's uh especially with with you two and um you two wit and the chicklets guys and, and you know i would, wouldn't be where i am and, and wouldn't you know just the support even you guys texting here and there it goes a long way longer than uh, most people know so i appreciate you guys being there and and uh, i look forward to hanging out and you know, catching a bees game, you know, whether it's at Wit's house or something, uh, soon. Well, so. I mean, Mott's Mott's got the hookup, so we I think we got to go, we got to do a night out, right, Mott's? Yeah, well, we, we can get something done, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old no, alumni game, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up in the alumni box with you and take in a game. Uh, oh, now I was thinking about the garage, but it might be done in like two more years, you'll be walking over. Yeah, yeah, I'll be walking over to burn the wheelchair. Yeah, so I love it. Dude, I can't wait for that. We, you know, again, we're so proud of you for your um, kind of your attitude and your approach. And, you know, we wouldn't think of, you know, um, anything else, you know, after meeting you. It's just so great to, uh, you know, really get to know you and, and call you a friend. And, and we're going to support you in any way we can. So keep up the fight and keep up the great work. And uh, love you, brother. You guys, too. I uh, Right back at you. I really appreciate it. All right, Jake. Love you, kid. We'll see you. See you. Thanks. All right. That interview with Jake Tebow was brought to you by Franklin Sports, your home for official NHL fan gear and merchandise. Hockey season is here, NHL fans. Make sure you have everything you need to show your team spirit by heading over to franklinsports.com for fully licensed team gear today. Ah. That interview was also brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, America's leading non-alcoholic craft brewer. Now you can drink great-tasting brews all night long without feeling hungover the next morning. Athletic has won over five dozen prestigious brewing awards for its wide selection of IPAs, Goldens, Light Brews, and more. Whoa, whoa, Mots, hold on, hold on. Oh, what do you got? Uh, Yeah. Oh, you got one too? I got an uh, an athletic right uh, an athletic light right here, so it's uh, let's let's you want to cheers and take a little sip. Yeah, Yeah. cheers. Cheers. Mm. Delicious. I got the Run Wild IPA. Hey, what do you say, Run Wild? 
So their non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times, which means you can drink them anytime, even doing a podcast. Anywhere from now until December 31st, new athletic customers can receive 20% off their first order of two six-packs or more when they visit athleticbrewing.com and use the, the code RINGSHRINKS20, that's all one word, at checkout. That's RINGSHRINKS20, all one word, for 20% off your first order of two six-packs or more at, at athleticbrewing.com. Yeah, Mott, I mean, as we talked earlier, I was in the ranks quite a bit this weekend, and uh, a bunch of the parents were actually asking me about them because, you know, it not being a tournament with it, you know, the local families were staying, they were crushing a few athletics in between games. So, and I know, you know, myself, in order to stay sober behind the bench to, to you know, but I, you, it's so refreshing and it tastes good. And you know what I was actually talking about too? was uh during trick-or-treating a girl mm. that was pregnant she's like yeah. i was dying for a beer and me. she and and she said it to me and i'm like dude we actually have a deal with the the athletic guys so really cool great product good stuff, good stuff. yeah and it, 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 you get your fulfillment so uh good stuff that was a great interview with jake tebow like he's a such a impressive kid um you know we call him a kid but like he has such you know perspective on life um beyond his years and he um he's an inspiring person, you know, like he's gone through some stuff, but I just love how he remembers, you know, people's names, shakes your hand with a strong handshake in person. But you can just see it across this, you know, interview. He just he's a really, really good kid. And that comes, you know, back to his parents and his brother Drew and you know, just his upbringing and you know, the work ethic and you know, his no quit attitude now, even though he's going through some tough times, his his mentality and his uh, outlook is so positive. And you know, he's just like he's just a really, really good, uh, inspiring person. And I was so happy that he took the time out to uh, come on and chat about his. He loved talking about the hockey, but you know, it's very difficult talking about some of the other stuff. And moving forward, um, he's going to do great things in life. Whatever he, you know, we're going to burn that chair, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. We are definitely burning that chair. One quote that I, you know, I wrote down, but he he said, you know, it's your choice to put in the work and, uh, and like, that's a kid, you know, obviously he could, he could sit there and sulk and, and whatever, but you know, his hockey experience and life experience and working on a farm growing up and, you know, the way he was raised with, you know, Mike and Tracy, just solid, solid, great people. Uh, and, and, you know, it was, it was a blast to, uh, to chat with him and, and can't wait to take in a bees game or something, yeah. uh, something like that with, with, with him soon. Um, Mots, what do you say? I think it's time for the, my hockey rankings question of the week. Um, we can, we can go through this. So this is from Butch from Bacchus. Uh, our team is playing in a tournament this weekend. How do I properly identify our opponents in my hockey rankings? Obviously this is, uh, you know, last weekend there was, big tournament here in Boston, but I know that, you know, this, this weekend coming up, there's stuff going on in Chicago and, and Lake Placid. I was talking to a kid today. So um, how do I properly identify our opponents in my hockey rankings? Um, and, you know, Mott's we can, we can go through the, uh, obviously a lot of this information you can find at myhockeyrankings.com and along with the week, weekly updates of the rankings and ratings and things like that. But uh, many clubs, as you know, uh, field as many as, you know, five, six, you know, up to 10 different teams at different age groups. So it can be different, you know, it can be challenging. 
some techniques, uh, you know, get the score sheet from the game. It is typical. Um, it typically has coaches and team managers identified on the rosters. Uh, that's a great way to start. You you still need to figure out which team that is in my hockey rankings. Alternatively, a tournament program or even a discussion with someone from the opposing team might help you positively uh, identify the team by what division or what league they play in. Obviously, I know that you know a lot of teams, and just speaking of different organizations, they say, "Oh, where Terry is red or white or." blue or black or whatever that, you know, they have a color associated with it. Uh, You can also go to the association listing uh, on myhockeyrankings.com, select the club that your opponent is part of, uh, look at all the teams from your age level and see if any of them identify the coach or the manager. You may be able to to find some, you know, something out there. Uh, Check out the team and club's websites. That's always a a good way to start. If you get some time on the internet, that'll help you, um, you know, figure out some scores and the coaches and things like that. Uh, Sometimes they eliminate potential opponents that played games in other cities, had ratings that were just uh, too far off and and things like that. Uh, If it's still unclear, waiting a couple days can result in other completed games from the event being entered by other teams. Uh, Macha, do you have anything else with that? No, I just think it's, you know, it's pretty straightforward. You know, we, we kind of identified some of the, the main kind of areas where you can start, but you can go into my hockey rankings website and find all this information. It's really about just identifying, you know, certain managers. Uh, there's a lot of teams that have managers or coaches and just, you know, really work through it. If you're worried about, you know, where the team is, is ranked. You know, like, you know, are you a triple A team that's playing up or down or whatever it is? And like, you can definitely find all the information on myhockeyrankings.com and then go, you know, you know, you you just kind of itemize them. But if you check out, you know, a lot of these clubs websites, you will definitely be able to positively identify coaches, the rosters and even schedules um, or just some contact information. So yeah, similar teams that you've played and, yeah, and yeah. Or, or might be playing and things like that. I know a lot of times that, you know, if you they, they do a really good job on the website of breaking down, like, mm-hmm. whether the team's elite or, you know, as they get older, maybe it's an academy team or, yep. you know, it, it, what city the team's from and, and, and things like that. So it's, uh, they you know, because, and, and I mean, I know I used it because there was a couple teams like, you know, back in the day, you, every team was like, okay, it's the Chicago or St. Louis or you, you, like you knew the cities, but some some of these teams have different names now. You know what I mean? Like they have uh, that don't have the city where they're from. So it becomes a little bit difficult to navigate and, and you know, things like that. But it's uh, overall, it's uh, it, it, super easy to use. You know, make sure you, you, you log on to that myhockeyrankings.com, uh, log into the page and, and take care of business, right? That's all right. You know, they have all the answers there, but this is great that, you know, we love uh, the question from Butch because it does, you know, a lot of people have these questions. Um, and Especially know, going into tournament weekends. Yeah, you, you want to be properly placed. So our boys at myhockeyrankings.com will take care of it. Absolutely. Uh, Mots, I think uh, I just wanted to touch on quickly. I mean, how about the Bruins? They're off to a pretty good start. Have you been watching the games? I have, yeah. Um, everyone kind of wrote them off until December or November when they were going to get some healthy bodies back. But having a new voice and 
getting some good goaltending and some depth scoring, which is like huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, I think that's really been like the kind of like the recipe for them having success. But like they were down, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday. They were down last night by three, you know, to yeah. the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's like the the statin on ESPN was that they're like two and 125 when, lead, yeah. when trailing by three. It's crazy. But they have believability, and Coach Montgomery is allowing the D to like activate, 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 and um, they're seeing some results. So having Marshawn back is a nice plus, and then when McAvoy comes back, it'll be good. But I think overall, um, you know, everyone's getting surprised. But I didn't like the uh, injury to Swayman. Did you see that? Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, you could just see like the knee bend back, and it's like, yeah, oh. I know that could be. Uh... As soon as I best. saw it, yeah, you hope the best. I haven't. I, I thought it was groin, but then yeah, you see. The no, replay. as soon as you see Bergeron slide into him, his like kneecap almost slides back. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, it's not supposed that to go nasty. that way. No, it's definitely not. But yeah, I mean, the uh, overall, the NHL. Um, you know, not just talking about the Bruins. It's been uh, it's been a blast to watch, and uh, it's nice to see them getting treated like you know, like like. Learn to skate is out in Arizona too, in those makeshift nasty locker rooms and and everything. <laughs> yeah, Brand hey, new facility they can't get the NHL team. No, it's unbelievable. But like I watched, unbelievable. I watched the game out there, and like the fans are into like. I think we talked about this, but like I wouldn't mind playing there. Like if I was like a player, you know, I think we talked about this, but I did say. I wouldn't mind playing hard in a 5,000 full stadium than, you know, like a 18,000 quarter, half, whatever you want to call it. Um, You know, it'd be be great to have a big building and have it packed all the time, but they have, you know, some issues in their market and they're making it work. And they played awesome. They played awesome. They played high. Energy, they should have won that game that I watched. And I was like, why wouldn't you want to play in like a packed barn? Who cares? It's like a college environment. No, oh, it definitely or a is. junior environment, you know? Right. No, it, I mean that that environment and seeing, like you said, you know, five thousand seats, like it, it it reminds me of a of a packed college arena or something like yeah. that, which would be uh you know, in the student section and things like that. Excuse me, uh would be a cool, uh, cool environment to play in. But we, uh, we also saw the Ottawa Senators are going up for sale and, and supposedly this just then, but Ryan Reynolds is, uh, interested in buying it. You think maybe he's looking for a couple guys. I mean, with Martin St. Louis went from coaching Pee Wee's to the NHL. Maybe we could step yeah. in there. Yeah. You never know. You know I, Ryan at all. You know, I love them in Van Wilder. <laughs> I don't know him like well, but like you know, I related to his his character in that movie. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we have a connection and we can get on the bench quickly. Yeah, I'm sure if we send him an email or something. Hey, <laughs> what's up, kid? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks again to uh, to to Jake Tebow for joining us. That was a blast, uh, and it was great catching up with you, Mots. Obviously. As always, make sure you're uh, you're tuning into the podcast, you're liking, you're subscribing, you're hitting us up on social media. Uh, obviously, next week's a mailbag episode, so it'll be fun with, uh, you know, hit us up with some good Q&As. I know there's been uh, a lot of good footage out there and some crazy 
parents and, and videos that have been getting sent to us. So keep those coming in. We appreciate it. And we appreciate everybody uh, taking the time to listen and all of our sponsors that have been uh, supporting our show. 94 in Mots. We, uh, you know, we're not too far away from the old century mark. Yeah. But the garage looking. It's good. Like, looking great. We're getting. Dude, I did some painting this week in the house. If you need any help, let me know. I earned some brownie points. Yeah, um, I'm going to definitely take you up on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks again. That wraps it up. Time to cue the Rink Shrink Shuffle jersey. (laughs) 